Hey, listen, we on, man. Hey. Listen, nah, we not, we not talking about what we was talking we about. We had already. a full pod already. <laughs> no, we didn't. This is family business. I don't talk about hey. that shit on here. But I'm telling you what, my Bobby trying to get me fired up. <laughs> you know what it I mean? It's working. It is. Oh, I came in here. You like, was low, I, low I, energy I, when yeah. you walked up in. Well, here. no, I was, I was great energy because the charges yeah. was winning on at, by the time I left. I meant, I meant more chill, not low energy like. You was down. You was just, you was chilling. Yeah, I was cool until she just started talking nonsense. You know, I don't know. You know, why when you start talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that? I'm not going to. Yeah, that's some mom stuff because she talked about Thanksgiving in September and Listen, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not talking to you. We, we recording right now. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not talking about it. Listen, right. we, people always want to argue about like Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like nah, that. That's what it's and, for. It's a hot button topic because that's when you start getting like the ain't shit family members coming around and everything. Right, right. And you like, listen. I don't want to deal with that. All the different, especially in an election year, all the different political. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that don't well, look, it, that, look, that, that that don't go down as much in black households, but in a white household where you got a bunch of different people. Yeah. yeah. Now you might have that one black cousin that like Trump. <laughs> I'm just yeah. You got one. You I mean, got you some just, different yeah. values. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. So anyway, <laughs> it was a it was it was a rough week for you. It, it was. <laughs> now I wanted to go back real quick. Something you said. So I, <laughs> you said, hey. Oh yeah, hey, I got you, a bone to pick with if you. If you, ooh, when you driving DoorDash, you know times is rough, <laughs> right? And I was sitting there, I laughed, but in my mind, I was like, "Dang, I got denied. I applied for that shit, and I got denied." You applied for what? <laughs> DoorDash. <laughs> it was Postmates. But, oh, that's uh, different. That's like Target. Oh, I don't know. DoorDash nothing. is like Walmart. So we took the um. So the state. So where I work, we had to take a ten percent pay cut. Yeah. And um, you know, I was trying to uh come up with random just little mini things here and there to try to make this little house move happen i was like how can i how can i make some extra cash without a whole bunch of time dedicated so i was like oh, i'll go to work and on the way home maybe i'll do like a quick little drop off yeah you know just a little few dollars here and there it wasn't nothing, wasn't nothing major but so i applied and everything but during the time i did it i got denied because i failed the background check mm. because um but you have a government job yeah, you know, yeah. no, I failed it because there was a clerical error. There was a ticket that wasn't in the system, and then it got put in the. And then later, I got a note from the IRS saying, "Oh, we're gonna take whatever out your uh, return, right?" Because I tried to go get my license renewed, and they said, "Oh, we can't do it till you take care of this ticket." And I was like, "There wasn't no ticket on file," so the IRS took their money. So I was like, "Oh, we all good." And then I went to go get my license again. They said, "Nah, it's still there." I'm like, nah, "Well, y'all took my money, so I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need something. I'm gonna need something." So bro. I was riding dirty for months, and then finally they lifted the suspension, and they were like, "Yeah, this shouldn't be here." But it was still on my background check as my license was suspended for two months. So they said, "Nah, you can't drive for us." And I was like, "Dang, man! Can't like I'm out here, I got level X, level whatever clearance as a, in the government, but I can't drive for postman. You can't do nothing, man." <laughs> and then, yeah, I just I felt a little. It was funny. It was laughing at me when you said, "Yeah, times is hard when you got to do stuff like that." Yeah, but if you yeah, because they they ain't taking <laughs> everything from you. Like, but listen, I'm only giving you two dollars for the delivery. Don't and they have this option. I don't think you've ever bought anything off of DoorDash. Nah, before. nah, I, I am DoorDash. I but, go do that <laughs> shit. I go pick that shit up. There's times <laughs> where I just don't feel like getting up, especially like if it's eight thirty. But like, yeah, yeah. 
when you go to like the closing page, they automatically say, "Oh, you want to tip eight dollars?" And then they have eight dollars selected. No, eight dollars. Yeah, I'm giving this guy two dollars. Like I give the Pizza Hut for all these years. Yeah, I had a homie that worked for Pizza Hut, and he was like, "Listen, it's disrespect if you only give me a dollar." I'm like thinking the back of my head, I'm like, "Bro, that's pretty decent." You know what I so mean? So you ain't gonna take the dollar? <laughs> you want me to just tip you zero? I'm gonna take. I'll take the dollar. That's what I'm saying, but not with pride. Hey, when I worked in the restaurant, it was like, oh. Damn, they was disrespectful. They left. Uh, they just left their change. I was like, "So you're not gonna scoop it up, or because <laughs> like, I'll scoop it up?" You know what I mean? All right, man. Let's get into this white soul real quick, man. Wait, what was we? T- oh, we talking about yeah, my rough week. You want to talk about that later? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Hold on, let me get back to it. You're a rich girl, and you're gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. White soul. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch. DJ girl, normal ass on the ones and twos. Far, you know it don't matter I'm right anyway. back to it. Does that count as the ones and twos? This is ones and twos. Digital ones and twos. Pull back. Oh yeah, you you've been practicing all night. <laughs> nah, I yeah, did this somebody in, somebody was like, I did it in fifteen minutes. <laughs> nah, no, you stay up, you stay up all night thinking of the names though. You stopped for a second. You thought this was the fab one off so nah, 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 I was like, okay, <laughs> nah, yep. nah, white soul reached me too. Quiet as kept. He's from uh, La Jolla. Quiet as kept. Quiet as kept. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't think anyone talks about him anymore, so it's not even quiet anymore. We get high and high. Crazy blue, like St. Elmo's fire, love so sharp and flat. Just out here That's trying to set the vibes. To know just where you're at. Now I, know I, want I want to appreciate everybody that's listening to I us right now. No matter where you are, in your car, working out outside, in the gym. I know I want Hoping y'all stay safe. Rest in peace to Miss Rhonda. Regulators! Mount up. Come on, sing with me. The ultimate one right here. Go ahead. These should have been your heroes. (laughs) They was on Kixie. Yeah. Every time I need Go ahead. Every time I see smile, we got a jam-packed episode for y'all. Two guests. Tell them, Michael. Hey, what they call it? They called him Aaron in the group chat? <laughs> Aaron Donald. Let's go! Even Sandra said, y'all rocking out right now. Let me come in here and drink some water. It's crazy we share a studio with a dog. (laughs) He was here first. That is true. White soul. Got a thing for you, and I can't let go. For a long time, I used to think these dudes were black. They had black friends for sure with this with this type of voice. 
This song definitely. Yeah. yeah. He has some soul with him. Matter of fact, I just imagine they probably took him to a speakeasy down south, found him a big breasted black woman. <laughs> Came out the room a different dude. <laughs> Hey, to do for love. You tried everything, but you don't give up. In my world, hey. Yeah, this 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 is one of the few uh, after death Tupac songs where they got right with the production. They got it. They got it right the first time. Listen, I want to welcome y'all to episode 8 of the You Wasn't Outside podcast on the Grown Folks Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts doing the most normal-ass Carl. The most. Yeah, the most. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't even have it already pulled up. My bad. I, you know, I've, I've started not sending you the AKAs. Yeah, to yeah. my right, Surprise. we have Just Lex, a.k.a. the highest of yellows, okay. a.k.a. Don Magic Bronze. <laughs> 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 oh, man. How you feeling, man? Yeah, man, my man was, uh, he was at my house yesterday, and he was like, yeah, man, I know you don't like him, but I, I do, I really enjoy the, the nicknames. And I was like, well, I hope so, because I know he stay up all night uh, brainstorming, thinking of them shits every Saturday night. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, you got a fan out here. No, oh, man, see, that's, I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to, like, make it not corny, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm trying to come up nah, with Nah, some of them is cool. I like, I like the Don Magic Bronze. The Bronze ones have been cool. The LeBron's James. Yeah. Those are, I mean, not that anybody's running around calling me that, but, you know, it's funny. It might stick. I've been sticking with it for eight episodes. You know, we're fairly new in the game. 30 episodes in, you're going to start getting all types of, that's the whole point, you know, engagement. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somehow. So, you had a rough week, bro. I mean, wasn't the smoothest. Now here's the thing: I offered <laughs> to take to have you go home and pick your keys up and go get your car from the house down the street. Yeah, but that wouldn't have uh, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the reason. Mm. So what happened, man? So uh, yeah, I'm carless right now. No pun, <laughs> in, with, with no pun intended. Name. That's a slave name. <laughs> Yo, you know, I had my car stolen back in 2012. I had an Acura Integra. <clears throat> I loved her, man. She never gave me no problems. You Word. know what I mean? Like, maybe the radiator and something else simple. The clutch went out, and which is a crazy <laughs> story because I thought the car was broke, broke. So when I got my financial aid money and it was like, all right, you you know, you back again. You balling. So I go to get the clutch fixed. I was like, yeah, it'd be 120 I was like, fam, I had 120 for three months. Like, I didn't know. I'm thinking it was like $600 to fix a clutch and that's why you know it, it goes into the story about you know us talking about college like in college i just learned how to be an adult how to ask questions figure I hope things so. out you know oh well i'm living now i got no choice but to get it right and then but i did have my car stolen the night that we were supposed to go to vegas me and my boy duran and i walk outside and when your car gets stolen you start walking <laughs> in the places that you yep. know you didn't park in <laughs> You start looking for it like you were looking for something small, like looking under cushions and, you know, when you open the fridge thinking other stuff is going to be there when <laughs> yeah, it's not, so, you start doing stuff like that. Like, well, maybe I parked it two streets down. Like, no, I didn't. It was right in front of a house. They found it on center blocks and the wheels were gone. I had like my baseball gloves and stuff like that from high school in there, man. They took everything. It was like, oh, you want to, you want to come look at it? You know, we're going to assess it and all that. I said, nah, I'm good. Like, I just felt like. Can't see her like that. Yeah. I felt like I was like assaulted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to see her like that, man. Especially not on center blocks, man. She was so good to me. So. Yeah, man, I'm I'm glad you ended up getting your car back, though. I mean, it ain't back yet, but um, 
Yeah, man, this this ain't my first rodeo, especially uh. Also, oh, you got you've had your car stolen before. Not no, this first stolen, but as far as like break-ins, this ain't. Yeah, I've had it multiple times. I've had my music stolen. I had um my car was in the shop, and I was borrowing uh, a neighbor's car, and it got broken into. Uh, it's mostly iPods and and random stuff like that, but yeah, this is first time it was stolen. So it was last week, um. You know, leaving here, I had to leave it. I had to leave it overnight at my mom's house down the street, and I took her car. And uh, so Tuesday morning, I wake up and she texts me like, "Please tell me you came and took your car." And I was like, "Nope." And then so I was on the phone all day with the police and the HOAs and towing companies, thinking that like a petty neighbor had it towed just because you know there wasn't nothing else to do and. Everyone was like, no, we don't see it in the system. So I was like, dang. And then I called my insurance and they were like, yeah, we're, we're just seeing a, a, during COVID, like everything's up. There's a lot more theft and there's a lot less likely for it to be found. Mm. And uh, they have it on a little 25 day rule after 25 days going to cause a total loss. And I was like, oh, is that the stat? Like, is that what, when they're going to just like, oh, it's probably not like first 48 type shit. And they, <laughs> they was like, nah. Stupid. It's 25 days because that's that's as long as we're going to pay for your rental. Mm. And so I was like, all right. And then, yeah, a few days later, we got a call at like 9 o'clock at night. Chula Vista police was like, yeah, we got it. And I was like, Chula Vista, that, it made sense. I thought it was headed towards the border. Yeah, I thought it was going to Mexico. But it wasn't. It was found outside of a, a, a big apartment complex out there. And then uh, they towed it to their yard. And I went to go see it on Friday. And... Um, the doors were locked, so I couldn't get in. But whoever had it planned planned on using it for uh, again because there was a backpack in there, some jumper cables, uh, half half drank ginger ale, mm. open bag of hot Cheetos, a weed baggie, and an ox cord. Yeah, and uh, it was sitting on one of them. It was sitting on a donut too. So obviously, whatever they was doing, it was doing too much, and they yeah. had to, they had to throw the donut on there. And it looked like they washed it. <laughs> the the plates was off but they did it look because they had you know i was at work and i just had this one this one bird just shitting on this like same spot and that shit was rough but yeah it was looking pretty clean other than the wheels so my insurance got to tow it out to their spot so they can inspect it and then i should be back in action uh in the next week but yeah that, it was just a rough timing because i had a i was gonna have a long week either way and so having to deal with this at the same time you know i'm i'm sick of it you're blessed too, you know. Oh yeah, man, it could have been a lot worse. Like even when my mom, like, oh yeah, it's gone. Like she took it rougher to me. I'm just like, yeah, of course, you know, Murphy's Law. But then you know, when I think about it, you know, all the stuff. Like, dang, it's always it, it could always be worse. Like, like always, always. But uh, yeah, man. So at least I didn't get GTA, and you know, I was still. It, it happened. There was no issues. There was no. Uh, loss of life or anything it looked like everything else was intact so I, I it's just a big inconvenience at this point yeah and it's gonna be a 500 hundred dollar replacement key so that's gonna suck but you know like i said it could be worse Bruh. Yeah. all right man so let's go ahead and jump into this um read them in we segment i had a like a mind <laughs> yeah what's going on i don't know i hit the wrong <laughs> button on accident so read them in we uh, i had this crazy story um it's not it's not like a story that I mean, it's a story that we all know. Um, but according to Us Weekly, Judge Nathaniel M. Gordon approved 
the actor's request, and this is in re- response to God Doggy. What is her name? Aunt Becky. Yeah, Aunt Becky. What is her real her first name? Uh, Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. Yes. Uh, they approved her request. Now, some backstory about Lori Laughlin. Um, she was part of that whole little ring about like getting kids into college and stuff like that. And and it was a big deal. She ended up getting charged with a felony. So now she's finally getting sentenced. You guys can look it up and not go through the whole story again. But here's the piece that that got me more than anything. So Judge Nathaniel M. Uh, Gordon approved the actor's request filed on September 9th to serve her time at a federal corrections institution located in Victorville, California, the prison closest to her home. <clears throat> the place where Laughlin will likely be incarcerated, according to Us Weekly, is a low security prison that houses 300 inmates and comes with quite the Hollywood pedigree. Dance Mom star Abby Lee Miller, who was released <laughs> earlier, served her sentence there, and the facility was also used as a set for the episode of HBO's Luck. Now, here's the problem. <clears throat> Although it is a federal institution because what she committed is a federal crime, the problem for me is, is that she got to choose where she wanted to go because it was closest to her home. Now, I'm not going to make this a black issue. I'm just going to make this a human issue. Or it's a, more of a class issue. Yeah, it's a class issue more than anything because it's like, yo, not everyone is able or afforded, you know, those same treatments. You know what I mean? And at least from what I know is that if a prisoner wants to transfer, most of the time they transfer after being in a state facility or a federal facility for some time, not choosing where they go beforehand. Right. And I'm just saying, like, to me, it's like, all right, is that even considered a white collar crime? I I assume so. Okay. And so even because it's just as a, a white collar crime and she's maybe a low level like offender and stuff like that, just maybe based off of behavior. I just feel like she shouldn't be able to dictate, you know, where she gets to go to, you know, out the gate. I, I think she's only going to spend four months in there and then federal, you know, prisons and stuff like that. The restrictions are even tougher than they are in states. You think she's going to try to get out early uh, for COVID? They might. <laughs> they might release her to home. You know what I mean? I'm sure like and, and there, there's other penalties that she has on there. So let me not just like think like, oh, she's going to jail and all is forgiven. I believe her and her husband have to pay, you know, damn near half a million dollars. Matter of fact, I didn't know this until reading his last name. That's the dude that made all the shirts that was in Target. My, his name <laughs> is like Gilberto Massimo. But I only knew Massimo. So so 500K ain't nothing to him, though. Um, When's the last time you seen somebody in some Massimo gear? I mean, <laughs> you ain't wearing that. I, I'm saying I ain't seen nobody in a, a Sean John or Fubu, but apparently they still close to a hundred million a year. Yeah, man. But I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, what that's you, a legend, but I'm saying somebody <laughs> buying it. Somebody's buying it. I'm sure. Well, it's probably you know something that they sell overseas or something like that. But still, I'm saying if if that's maybe overseas is a big market. We can't just say the U.S. You know what I mean? So. I think those fines, while it is something, it's kind of like fining uh, Magic Johnson 50K for tampering. Like, he wiped his ass with that. He considered that an investment. Oh, 50K to get LeBron over here? Why not? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a slap in the face. I mean, jails and prisons, they overcrowded as it is. So, I mean, four months, four months or whatever, it's just more, it's a class issue. You know, picking where you go. I'm sure the accommodations is going to be more home-like. Then, uh, I mean, you know, prisoners, they be having cell phones in there now. They be doing a lot. Facebook profiles. How much money you think she got on her books already? Shit, probably 100000 So, you know, she definitely going to be out there eating Cheetos. So she don't have, like, beef or chicken ramen. She can get the fancy, like, the picantes mm-hmm. and the different color packages. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, definitely. yeah, yeah. She got the she got extra starch, and that's a and she was probably afraid of that, like getting <laughs> like punked for her phone time too. <laughs> she probably got like mm. unlimited phone time, you know. She probably got her own phone. She ain't got to stand in line to worry about that. none of that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just thought that that was wild, man. Uh, just thinking about it, man, it was just nuts. But it is what it is. All right, so today's guest, uh, she's actually we've been trying to get her in for about I want to say nine months now. Um, I think she pronounces her name. I asked her, and she actually did the whole Wikipedia yeah, thing. She spelled like, it out with yeah, the big cap. Yeah, <laughs> with the K instead of the C. So it's Serenice Pierce, I believe, and she's Serenice. That Seren- sound that sound good. Or si- or Serenice. I'm at, well, we, we about to we find, out. find out. But she's with Poised Financial Lifestyle. She does a lot of like inform- informative videos on uh, Instagram. Uh, that's where I see them. I don't know if she's she'll tell us if she has other platforms and stuff like that. Um, but she talks about a lot about financial like understanding like from a family perspective you know how to get ahead of your bills and save for the future and everything so let's give her a call right now give me a second hey hey can you guys hear me? Yes, for the sake of this uh, podcast that we're doing right now, because he's on one side of the room and I'm on the other side, we won't have the video like you have. You could choose to take it off if you want to, though. It's up to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. No so problem. I introduce uh, you a, a little bit to our listeners, and this is the You Wasn't Outside podcast on the Grown Folks Network. You have Carl and Lex here. Lex, say hello so she can know you that you're here in the building. How you doing? Doing good, thanks. So uh, we talked a little bit about, I believe the name of your company or your brand is Poise Financial Lifestyle, and I want to make sure I'm not butchering it. So the way that I read it when you put it up, it was Sirenese, right? Perfect. Yes. All right. There we go. So that's that's not bad then. So tell us a little bit about like how you got into you know this type of work and what inspired you, um, and then also you know what is what it is that you offer to people that that watch your channel. Yes. So my journey kind of started during the last recession, during the Great Recession of 08. Uh, My parents were doing very well financially. And during that time, um, the 08 set situation happened. My dad was in real estate and that was his industry. And we ended up losing our home, our cars, and my parents actually Mm. ended, ended up divorcing. And it was all because of financial issues, you know, and it all really starts to boil up down to the main issue all the time, money. And I think it's very difficult when you're a community of, um, you know, Latino, black, all the minorities trying to build wealth as a community and we're not able to have a solid foundation. And I started realizing that was exactly what we were missing in our household was having a solid foundation where everyone was on the same game plan and the same plan when it came to, you know, what we were going to do for plan A, B, C and D. We only had a plan A. It was either we make it or we lose it all. It wasn't any, you know, plan B or C. And that becomes very frustrating because, you know, we're working so hard. We're coming from the bottom all the way to, you know, trying to build some type of financial stability for ourselves and for our children. And you start realizing that there's a lot of financial literacy missing. Um, That's when I pretty much got into uh, my career. I got into finance and financial planning. I worked at Merrill Lynch, MetLife. Ameriprise and so right now you currently work for yourself 
Yes, I do. And I think that's the crazy, that's the cool part about it. You know, a lot of when minority women I've been seeing it are taking this opportunity to realistically position themselves well financially and then taking the leap and knowing that they're going to be okay financially if they do entrepreneurship, become mompreneurs like me <laughs> and, <laughs> I never heard that you know, have, um, have a backup plan. And are you, are you a full on uh, CFP or are you more just like a coach? At this point, I consider myself more to be a financial educator. Okay. So I do workshops and courses and um, YouTube and Q&As. I do a whole bunch of different types of content, really just to help educate people about the financial basics. And then so now the pandemic has came um, and it's we're, we're living in it right now. So what has changed, you know, in terms of how you tackle maybe like your workshops and everything or what hasn't changed at all for you since everything has started? I think I was almost assuming I would have more live um, workshops and actually everything has been transitioning online, almost like a, like a course format. So I guess I'm kind of jumping into this <laughs> in a new era, but it's exciting because at the same time, since I started my platform online and I didn't really rely on an in-person type of um, communication, um, it's opened it up where I could be talking to people all over the country and all over the world. Like, I'm surprised that I have like people from Dominican Republic following me and the UK and Canada. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, who would have assumed? <laughs> but, you know, because of the Internet and all of the information that, you know, how connected we are now as a community, we can reach more people all over the world. And I think that's more powerful especially when it comes to financial literacy. I want to piggyback off something you were talking about as far as the, uh, you, you work for these big companies that target the 1% because they have the most money and that's where they can make the most money. Um, I think that stigma, uh, it, it rolls down to the other side too. So that's why a lot of the, the, the 99% or you know everyone that you're targeting, they think the same way. Can, can you speak? And what I mean by that is, can you speak to people who, I'm sure you come across people where you say, hey, I can help you with your money. And they say, okay, as soon as I get some, I'm going to come to you. And, and, it, and it really needs to be taught before they get money. And if you listen to me now, maybe you'll get a little bit of money or more savings faster. But a lot of people have it so stuck in their head that, oh, I don't have money, so you can't help me. But, you know, as soon as I get things right and it never happens, I'll come to you. That happened to me right when I first started in the industry. I was still working. I wanted to give even my friends like free financial plans just because I love them. And I want to make sure that they're, you know, in a good financial position, no matter what happens financially, just for them and their kids. Um, I kind of got blown off a few times. I started helping them with their budget and they never really came back to me because, you know, it's still really embarrassing and mm -hmm. very new to talk about money, especially when you're a woman and you're exactly. a woman of color on top of that. You know what I mean? Um, so one thing that I realized was that we really have to tackle the mindset. And one of the easiest ways that I've been able to do that was by breaking down um, different financial principles and putting it in formats that are more understandable, more realistic to us. You know, I have a lot of people that they also went to college and they have student loan debt and they're a little overwhelmed because the number seems kind of big, you know. Um, but when I break it down and compare it to a car payment, 
the car payment looks very realistic to them. They're like, oh yeah, most cars cost like around $25,000, $35,000. That seems realistic to them. But then when they look at their student loans that are around the same price, they're just like, oh no, I can't do that. I'm stressed out. My hair's falling out. I can't even right. focus on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Saving or anything like that. But when you look at it a little differently and you compare the two and you say, well, if you postpone buying your car for a little bit and you start taking those payments and pushing it towards your student loans, you'll be done with your student loans like 10 times faster than what they probably assumed you would be done with. You know, they're always here comparing the student loans like, oh, you can pay your student loans in 30, 40 years. And you're just like, that's a really long time. That becomes overwhelming. It's a slave but if you at look at point. it like. Yeah, at that point, they're they're robbing you blind <laughs> with all the interest, right? Yeah, and that's what one of the things I was talking to my boy yesterday because he's he's now starting, you know, the home buying process. And I mean, the first advice that I gave, him, I said, yo, go talk to a lender. You know what I mean? If you talk to a lender, they'll tell you, you know, everything that you're able to do at least or what products that they, you know, are able to give you from their company. And then, you know, go ask someone else for, you know, a second opinion. And he was like, you know, I just wish that, you know, we would have been, would have been taught this, like maybe in college or high school on, you know, the important things that, matter in life like i heard you talking about like a car versus student loans when i when i first like you know got a good paying job the first thing i did was i went and bought a, a nice thirty thousand dollar sports car you know but then four yep. years later when i'm speaking to my lender on trying to buy a house he's looking at my student loans he's looking at this sports car debt that's on there and he's like bro you're you're dishing off seven to eight hundred dollars off of your student loans and your car alone he was like so now your debt to income ratio is out of whack because you need to pay this car off. You know what I mean? And so I ended up getting it, you know, all worked out in the long run. But I mean, there were some sacrifices, you know, that I had to make, which was staying home. You know, I wanted to move back to San Diego. So I stayed home and, you know, saved my money up. And then by the time I only had okay. a year left in my, in my, in, at, uh, with my car, I was able to qualify for a house. I ended up, you know, finishing it out. Now that seven month period that I had left, you know, by paying the mortgage in my car and my student loans was killing me. But the first question that I have for you um, is what are some mm -hmm. ways that we can protect our finances during this current economy that we're living in right now? I would say it's to definitely one, set up a budget and figure out how much your base necessities actually cost. Because a lot of people, they feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck, especially when you live in an expensive city. And when they actually start separating their bills from their lifestyle, like I explained with the high five banking method, they start to realize that they aren't living paycheck to paycheck and there is some wiggle room within their finances to save money. And the second thing I would say is to set up a separate savings account for your emergency fund. You know, most financial gurus recommend three to six months. And now they're even recommending 12 months because how long this pandemic has been. But when it, you're talking to people like you and me, that sounds very overwhelming and almost like an attack because you're just like, you don't have 12 months of saved. How could you not have that? That's how they kind of talk to you, make you feel, you know? And for us, we don't need that right now. We need, you know, actionable steps to help us financially set up that foundation that we need. Um, one goal that my family and I do is we make it a goal to save one month of our bills every single year. That means in the long run, we'll have, if everything goes great, which I'm not assuming everything will go great, but in the long run, we'll have a, a plentiful emergency fund to really sustain us while we were paying off debt, while we were still budgeting and um, saving for all of, all of our other financial goals. 
So having that money for your emergency fund and understanding what it's actually for is crucial. You know, I know in our community, they tell us, um, say for a rainy day, what is a rainy day? Specifically, like, you know what I mean? We have to break down what a rainy day is. A lot of times we use that money to help us cover a bill. Um, we want to go to the movies or anything little like that. And that money starts to fly away and we don't even know where it went. That's why it's very important to have a separate account away from your regular checking account where you have your emergency fund, where it's harder to actually access. And it's only available for if you do lose your job, if you're hospitalized during this COVID pandemic, it is possible that you are hospitalized. You know, there's I know people that, you know, they've been hospitalized due to COVID here in San Diego. And it's very unfortunate they've been having to rely on family members and their spouses to really help them, you know, but. That's what that emergency fund is for. So I've had I've, I've been thinking about this because I've sat down in a lot of like financial meetings and planning stuff. And a lot of times, like, I feel like they come across as kind of like a, like a crackerjack thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, do this, do this and do that. But they never talk about personally, like what sacrifices that they would have to make, because when you make a budget, you're pretty much conscientious, conscientiously saying to yourself, I have to go without something to go you know, for the, for the greater good. So personally Mm -hmm. for you, what are some things that you've had to let, that you've let go, you know, in your life that you maybe thought you enjoyed at one point to say, Hey, you know what? I need to start stacking money away and putting, and putting these things away or putting this money away for a rainy day. I've always been, to be honest, I'm naturally a saver. I'm like known for all of my friends and my family. They know I'm like a super saver And I'm pretty frugal on top of that. I don't even know. There's been times in my life where I didn't have to be frugal, but I was just because that was like my natural state. Speaking Um, my language. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so hard. But I I would say most coaches probably, they start with it. Hey, if you don't drink your Starbucks every day, that's $5 a day, right? So something like that. No. God, no. (laughs) That's one thing that I didn't give up. You know, uh, my family and I, we paid off over $100,000 of debt it came between our student loans and our cars and we did that within five years on top of saving six months of emergency fund it took us a little bit longer about six years to save the full emergency fund but you know during that time we got hit with family emergencies we cash flowed our wedding um we moved from san marcos all the way to san diego so we've made a lot of changes in our life Um, on top of having two kids and only living on one income. So, you know, when we were making all of these decisions, we were thinking in the greater good, you know, because we knew that what we wanted our lifestyle to be was something to be more flexible. And in order to do that, we had to postpone a lot of things. You know, we didn't save for our house. We didn't go on vacation. Uh, We were kind of known as the boring couple. And that was okay with us because they didn't know what we were doing. You know, our goal was to pay off all of our student loans and our car loans so that we can be a little bit more financially flexible. And that really made us look at the most expensive um, bills that we had, which was for us, realistically, it was our housing. It was our car notes. So the student loans, the car notes, all the debt. And what was the third one that we had? We had food as well. My husband's a super foodie. He used to grill every weekend and buy a new <laughs> bottle of something. He had like, even a bottle collection. It was hilarious. 
Yeah, that was like some of the stuff that I like. I had to let go, like going to the bars and stuff, especially like when I was like you know really younger. Uh, like going to bars and stuff. I had a you know shoe addiction and everything, so it was like that was even worse. And now I don't even buy shoes like that. I actually sold my whole Jordan collection, or I gave them some of them away to family. You know, I was like, man, why would I even hold on these things? And then I realized they don't hold their value. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it's like, ah. but it's a culture that we that we live in where it's like that's part of rap culture, hip hop culture, you know, black culture. You know, showing these things by wearing them. You know what I mean? Versus you know investing in property. But I do like the way that some of our idols are talking right now in regards to like ownership and you know uh teaching yeah. like owning your own businesses and everything and working for yourself like I, I like that and and you know there's a fine line and there's a balance because we had another gentleman that was here maybe two weeks ago he was an entrepreneur and he was like you know sometimes you know you'll still need a nine to five because being an entrepreneur especially like if you're trying to buy properties and stuff like that it's hard to show the bank that you know you have good income history and everything so like i understood what he was saying on that point it's a fine line but it doesn't mean that we can't at least start you know what i mean and so that's why I was asking you at least like some of the things that you've sacrificed along the way, because it's a start, you know what I mean? To being your own, your mm -hmm. own boss and, you know, starting your own businesses and everything. Let's talk about red flags real quick. What are some red flags that you see in the economy right now? Definitely what everything that the Fed is doing, <laughs> they are pulling tricks out of their hat left and right to explain sure explain to those market. who explain to those who don't know who the fed is they might think you're talking about like the meaning FBI. carl <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're friends with them okay I say like that <laughs> the federal reserve so they're the ones that are like pretty much in charge with the money flow and making sure the economy is moving not just for the u.s but almost the world because realistically a lot of the moves that we make here in the u.s realistically do affect the rest of the world all right there's so you much know, foreign i know sometimes they always what was that one more oh, i'm time? sorry i mean i'm just saying because there's so much foreign investment that yeah sorry yes go ahead. yes that, no no definitely that's true that's why everything we're all connected we're a world economy and a lot of times we look at stuff as a micro economy like oh what's going on in my city in my state in my home and the feds aren't really focused on that because if they had to focus on every individual person's finances they would never be able to make the big moves that really make the impact on the economy so one of the red flags that i'm noticing is that they have lowered interest rates that is a positive thing if you are positioned to buy a home to buy a car or something like that but if you're not well positioned that th that kind of manipulates you a little bit into getting into debt while when you don't have an emergency fund and you're not in a stable position. What are some ways that you can kind of identify some of the pyramid schemes before the holidays? Before the holidays. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be so popular too during the holiday. I think everyone um, was kind of noticing it a lot last holiday season where it was like, oh, send $100 to this person and then 10 other people are going to give you $1,000. And I was like, why are you guys mm, doing this? You're speaking to my soul. Like What's the name? The, my mom was telling me about one of them they was trying to get her into. One of them makes sense, but the one that she was, it's a, um, God dog, a Susu. That, they, they oh my got, God. It's got, it's got different names to it, but essentially, like I would bring in maybe, let's say if I brought in Alex, and he I tell him to bring in two hundred dollars and then he brings in two hundred. Then he's he has to go find someone else to bring in another two hundred. He can collect once he reaches level gold. This is how it was explained to me. And I told my mom, I was like, mm -hmm. you don't need to do that. 
You know what I mean? Now, the one that I do like is the one that they do, I believe, in Asian cultures. The village, the community one. The where, community yeah, one where everybody true. puts in $100 and, and maybe it's 10 people that you know and versus they, going to find someone. And they rotate every time. Yeah, every then they month. rotate. And then you can go ahead and like that one makes sense. But the other one, when you start putting gold level and orange and like all this other stuff and it's you got to go find people or the one you're talking about that was like popular on Instagram maybe about seven or eight months ago. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm glad you got your six hundred dollars. Yeah. But, you know, somebody's going to be a loser. Whoever's at the end and of that. Someone, someone got that off twice because they did that same one like four or five years ago. Mm. I remember it turned your 100 mm-hmm. to 800. So yeah. this is the second. And that happens. That happened as well. You saw a lot of people doing a lot of other different things variety of pyramid schemes when the stimulus check first came out you know and they were putting it for the exact amount of the stimulus check as well so it's like really concerning when you see people that don't have a like you know an emergency fund they're not really financially stable getting tricked into these type of investment schemes and the hard part is that you know you have to position yourself so you, you could invest because the stock market is a good place to invest. Your home is a good place to invest. Um, saving for retirement and for your kids' education, those are always going to be good investments. But a lot of people can't make those investments because they don't have savings. They don't even know um, how much money they have flexible, you know, to be able to actually invest into these type of other investments. So I would say make sure you keep your dollars close, especially during this holiday season that's going to be coming up. Um, No matter what anyone tells you, stick to your game plan and make sure you have a plan for your money. I think that's really important. I think more people will find more motivation in saving and investing if they actually know what their money is being utilized for. I don't want to be biased to to those that have family. So let's just say like if it was... If you were a single person and you didn't have any children, I know you love your family, but it's just, you know, hypothetical. (laughs) If you were a single person, 25 years old, what would you tell, you know, yourself at 25 single, you know, what is good debt to have? Good debt. I think there is no such thing as good debt. I Mm. think there's good decisions and bad decisions. Got it. When it comes to, I'll say my student loans, I will say that was a good decision because it allowed me to position myself into a career that I actually loved and I'm very passionate about. And I also was able to start this career. You know what I mean? Because I got the financial education that I needed to really talk to people with confidence and know that, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I worked at Merrill. I worked at MetLife. I have experience in these industries. I think bad debt with student loans, for example, comes when they get into a career they're not interested in and they go and they only do two years. They drop out. They get into a completely different career. And I think that's when it becomes a little bit more difficult to kind of swallow that pill of the student loans because you don't, you never got the value from it. You know what I mean? You got into all this debt and you're not even in that career field. Mm. So you kind of regret it a little bit more. Same thing with like, let's say a car. You could buy a modest car or a used car, or you can buy a brand new sports car. You start regretting that sports car a little bit when that bill comes in that's like double the price (laughs) of the modest car. And then you realize you could have been using that extra money to actually invest in your Roth IRA and really getting that tax benefit of investing and not having to pull the money and pay taxes in the future. That is a huge advantage that a lot of people in our community can really be taken advantage of and make sure they're positioning themselves um, to grow some wealth, you know what I mean? Especially in your youth, that is the main time 
that you can build wealth in an easier route because you don't need to be investing as much money. It just needs to be consistent. And if you start earlier, you're going to be better off 100%. Got it. All right, Cyrenice, I'm not going to hold you up because I know it's football Sunday and it's, you know, time before everybody starts going back to work. I don't know if you're ironing clothes and stuff like that. To still I think her house. husband's grilling right now. <laughs> oh, he's grilling he's right grilling now. He's grilling right, right now, now with, the, with his bottle. Grilling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell everybody where they can find you at, all, all the plugs and all the handles that you have so they can, if they have any other questions, they can reach out to you. Definitely. You can. You guys can check me out at Poise Finance Lifestyle on Instagram. I also have a blog, thepoiselifestyle.com and a YouTube, Poise Finance and Lifestyle. I always do too many Q&A Tuesday and I have a lot of content on there about different personal finance um, topics and issues as well. Okay, there, there you have it. Appreciate you. The guru said it herself. All right, I appreciate <laughs> you coming out. You have a good rest of your weekend. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Man, that young lady is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, we could have we could have kept that going for forever too. It could have been an eight hour seminar. Could have, man. But I don't know, man. Like I like I said, I just wish I knew about all this stuff, and that's the reason why like I want to keep this platform. You know what I mean? I keep echoing that in different episodes, but it's just like even though we're in hard times right now, man. Like there's still information out there for people, and you know, I yeah, mean, and you gotta go get it. I mean. Yeah, and, that, and when you understand the time value of money, that's where the saying time is money comes from because you can always get some money. You can't get your time back. But when you're younger and you start early, you don't have to do as much because you have so much more time for it to accumulate. If you understand, they said compound interest. If you understand it, you earn it. If you don't, you pay it. Yeah. And, and that's how you get into this credit card debt. We can go in more in debt later on that one because that, yeah, that's, that's the next little whatever but yeah man uh that was that was some good stuff i i we're on the same page i believe uh everybody needs to be uh ready for next year is as whack as 2020 was 2021 for a lot of people could be a lot worse it can hit harder and so you need we all need to be prepared for that and for those that are prepared like we was talking about a month or so ago there might be some opportunities to that arise right so uh either way everybody need to be prepared for an even worse year i like and we like to come in with the optimism new year new me all that stuff but uh yeah it j- just because 2020 is whack it don't say the the year doesn't say oh it's new year's eve all right it's a reset nah nah it's still fucked up we still pushing <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so but you know at the same token and i like what she said too man like i don't care if you work at mcdonald's put some money away Pay you know yourself I mean? first. And like even like talking about sacrifices, I know I get on you all the time about, you know, your slippers and all that other stuff, man. But like <laughs> I ain't buy clothes in like, you know, like years. I, I only buy clothes if I need them. And that's just me. But personally, like if you have the money to flaunt it, flaunt it. But if you don't have the money, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I talked to a family member. I won't say who. Um, and, you know, they were like, yo, I'm about to cancel my Netflix. And I'm like, fam, Netflix is like 10 bucks. So, like, where are you at in your budget where you can't afford $10 Netflix right now? And then I sat back and I thought about it. Oh, I tried to give you an opportunity in terms of, like, giving you some game on what type of car you should buy. But you took a nine, you know, a 9% interest rate on a vehicle. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not his fault. You know, he's got to learn from that. But then again, it's like, you know, soak up game. Sometimes you're going to have to just go ahead and get you a hoopty. Like she said, I just bought a car and I wanted the one that had the trunk that closed itself. Cause I already knew that that gate was, you know, was, was hard to push down. 
So I was like, nah, we don't need that. We good. We go ahead and push it down ourselves. Yeah, money always looks better when it's invisible to me. I don't need to be out here flaunting it or whatever. I, most most millionaires you would never think are millionaires because they're out there driving the 20-year-old car and wearing the same T-shirt they got from they from their son's uh, basketball tournament, <laughs> <laughs> the free joint. I started, but, lear- I started learning it early, man. All right, speaking of the community, man, I wanted to call. I wanted to give this gentleman a call real quick. We guest heavy today. We had a lot of content, but I just felt like it was double up, something that we haven't never done before on the Grow Folks Podcast Network. Hopefully, this gentleman answers. We've the phone. never done before. We never doubled up That's before. <laughs> we go. We going over time today for sure. Hello. Oh, good sir. How you doing? This is Carl and Lex from the You Wasn't Outside podcast on the Grown Folks Podcast <laughs> Network. How you doing, Theron? I'm good, man. Happy Sunday to y'all. Happy <laughs> Sunday to you too. Hey, the Raiders play today. <laughs> they on tomorrow at uh five fifteen Monday night football, you know, opening a new stadium. Mm. So I seen that you was out there in Vegas uh um over the weekend, man. How'd the stadium look though? It's crazy because I was out here in January for uh, work. Yeah. And just driving by didn't look the same as it does now. Now you drive by, you kind of see the insides of it from the outside looking in. It's yeah. beautiful. I can't wait. Can't wait to finally get in there next year when they bring the fans back. That's right. You're a season ticket holder. Did you get one of those boxes? Man, so I didn't get the box because I'm partnered with somebody on the seat. So the gift went to him, and we were trying to get two of the gifts, trying to finesse them. But, you know, the Raiders are kind of tight with the money. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> took that L. T- took one on the They tight with the W's, and, too. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> he said they tight with hey, the it W's. Was crazy. It, it was crazy because I was going to bash them. You know, I was going to be a Karen and be on Twitter. The Raiders organization is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I, that, 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 that win they got last week, for sure, you know, eased some of those tensions. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, hopefully they 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 keep you happy tomorrow. Hey, last time I checked, the Chargers were up by a score. They they still winning right now. That is not true. It is actually seventeen to seventeen. Oh my god, I'm sick right now. So anyway, we gotta wrap this up so I can watch. <laughs> you didn't that expect day. it to be that close anyway. I thought. Hey, I thought Herbert was gonna do something nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? He did do something nice. He's, and hard knocks. He, 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 nah, he's. Not. <laughs> 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 oh man! So the reason why I called you because this isn't a sports podcast, but we are gonna talk a little bit about sports in this community. We was talking about community a little bit before we had you on the phone. Uh, you're part of an org- organization. Tell us a little bit about the organization uh, that that you work with right now, or work for. So, so uh, over the summer, one of my good friends and I, Jamar Taylor, uh, we did a life skills academy virtually with the online space through Zoom. And a lot of the things that Jamar had done throughout the, his career, his, his NFL playing career in the off season, it was a lot of philanthropic work. So. Every year we oh, we need to start a foundation. We need to start a nonprofit. So this year we actually did it. And so on August 4th, uh, the foundation was created and it's Jamar Taylor's first chance youth foundation. And so, you know, it's been a good it's been a good ride. I think this first month is getting everything ramped up and going. And then, you know, as of today, we're going to be starting a campaign for his first first 30th birthday, which will be like the first fundraiser for the uh, foundation to get funds running so we can really hit the ground running. That name is popping. When they first yes. Yeah, it. yeah, I love that. Yeah, so obviously was, if you watch the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was crazy because I watched the show when it dropped late July and one of my friends in a group chat, he sent the he sent the link in there 
and I watch. I, I've watched all the all the seasons, so I was pretty familiar with uh, what it looked like. But he sent it, and I was, you know, I was texting Jamar. I was like, "Man, we should call the foundation first chance you." And then he was like, "That'd be cool." I was like, "Cause you think about it, all the stuff we've done with giving people a first chance to, you know, meet an NFL player, talk to NFL players, attend a football camp, you know, network with people outside of their outside of their day to day life. That's like the first chance that they're getting." to do these things so let's call it that right like let's call it the first chance and that's what we're going to try to do is give people the first chance to really just do whatever you know whatever they manifest and whatever they want to do so then what is what is the the actual like first chance you what's you guys mission so the mission of the organization is really geared toward aiming to make an impact on students by introducing personal and professional growth opportunities and we want to introduce them through athletics, education and community building. So, you know, when we look at kind of where the pillars of that mission statement, you know, the, the things that come to mind are impact students introducing and then growth opportunities. So every time we do host an event, um, do community service, we want to make an impact. And really, you know, it's not just students K through 12. Everybody's a student. Right. You should be learning something new every day. So, you know, it's not really geared toward a specific demographic of people is open to anybody and as we kind of plan what we want to do it's going to be open for all kind of options and events and just different service-based things so um that's our mission really is just make an impact on people and give opportunities to people yeah i was present you know uh at the first camp um and then i was there uh for the second one and then the third one would have been the one that you guys did the uh the the online because of the pandemic and so I did notice, like, there's a difference in, you know, being from this community, I don't remember seeing anything, you know, like that, where it was like, all right, well, the first year, you know, it was growing pains and like, in terms of like, you know, figuring out how the camp was going to be run. And then the second year, you guys hit the ground running, where it was like, oh, we're going to attach, you know, a you know, like a, a seminar to it, you know, for the older youth, you know, where it's like, all right, here's what to expect when your kids you know, get into college and here's what to expect when they get out of college. And I'm like, man, I don't remember anything like this that wasn't like attached to maybe like a school or an organization. And this is before first chance you inception. So speak to that. Like, what was it? What was, you know, what was going on for you guys to say, Hey, you know what, let's change up the narrative a little bit and bring these resources to the community. Yeah. I think Jamar, you know, after every event, we always kind of debrief. We say, what do we want to do better? So after his first camp, one of the areas that we wanted not to get better, but we wanted to introduce was the off the field. So in my day to day role, you know, in high school athletics, what I do for my career, it's always about what are they going to do? What are students going to do after they're done playing that sport? Right. And so when we introduced the second camp, it was like, OK, we're, we know we're going to do the on the field stuff. But what about off the field? Right. We, that's what we need to have start having conversations about with our 14 to 18 year old groups is. You know, you may go to college and play football or any sport, but at the same time, you have to be able to know how to manage your money, know how to, you know, network to get a job and things like that. So that's where and I had been to camps growing up. I used to go to the Martin Bayless camp, you know, and it was cool because it was always on the field and I didn't really care about off the field stuff. But now, you know, as an adult, you're like, we need to equip these kids and our youth with the resources to be successful off of the playing surface. And so both he and I agreed that, you know, to do to effectively do that, we have to incorporate some things within the camp that are off the field. So uh, we were looking forward to this year to even making it better. But I'm, I'm ex I think 20, 2021, we bring the camp back. You know, hopefully COVID 
has ceased by then or is better managed. So then that way we can effectively get the football camp back running too. So, so what did you guys change up this year? Talk about a little bit about like the online camp uh, or the online uh, seminars that you guys had. Uh, I believe it was over a six week span. Correct. So initially pre COVID, we wanted to do a financial literacy seminar and that was just going to be a one-time class. Jamar saw a post on Facebook and it kind of inspired him to do more than just a one class. And then we kind of figured that the football camp was going to be canceled this year. So, you know, we were like, let's use this virtual space that everybody had been using. I'd seen Zoom used for a lot of different things. So I was like, I think we can host 25 kids on Zoom and talk about, you know, four pretty big topics, resume building, interviewing, uh, financial literacy, and really just life skills in general. So we uh, termed it Jamar, Jamar Taylor Life Skills Academy. And we had 10 students, uh, nine of them from San Diego area and one student from Florida. And they were with us for five weeks. So the way it's, the way it formatted was we did an introductory with the parents, then followed by the first class, which was resume building. Then And this was on Saturday. So these kids are getting up Saturday morning, 10 a.m. And, you know, hopping on a Zoom call. So resume building. Um, interview preparation. Then they did mock interviews with professionals. Then they did financial literacy. And, and it ended with graduation where they just kind of got, uh, you know, life gems from really good people. So, you know, we had entrepreneurs on there. We had, uh, you know, professional athletes, people in tech. So a really diverse population of people who helped with the Life Skills Academy and talking and giving gems to the students. So it worked out really well. Uh, you know, we consistently do check-ins on the students, see how they're doing. So it was really, it was, it was really a good experience, I think, for both Jamar and I to take away. And then this is something that we're going to probably do again uh, coming up pretty soon. So we'll probably run a Life Skills Academy twice a year. And it'll probably be to coined actually the First Chance U uh, Academy. Okay. And so looking at like the academy and everything, where where can they find like the information that, you know, the because I know we have more than just, you know, parents listening, you know, there's uncles, cousins, whoever, you know, where can they find that information if they want to, you know, sign a student up or what's the criteria that they need? So for any events and just foundation information, your landing spot is going to be jamartaylor.com. So if you're looking, you know, for what we've done, what the foundation is planning to do, any events that are coming up, the landing spot is jamartaylor.com. Uh, and then uh, social media, first chance you underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. And so that's just kind of how we're going to keep things updated. And, you know, people are going to be able to sign up and see just the different things that we do. We're in, this week is going to be actually be a really big week for us with kicking off the campaign, introducing our executive board. Um, then our first event will actually drop as well. So jamartaylor.com is the landing spot for all things First Chance U. Yeah, that's super dope, man. I think, and what I mean is like doing stuff like this and getting them early, they get that first chance. So hopefully they don't have to end up on last chance you, you know what I mean? Cause they, they've got all that stuff early and they was able to utilize it. Um, yeah, that's just great work, and I mean, not that I don't know what we could contribute, but we do. You know, we doing our part when now. it does come around. I mean, I'm saying if they, you know, in the future, if there's anything we can do to contribute when it comes up. Oh, always, and, and the way that like I I outlined this episode was you know was by design because I mean we had a a young lady from you know with a financial background from Poise Financial Lifestyle that was on before you. 
And, you know, we talked about like, damn, like we wish we would have had these things beforehand. And it's like, well, I have a solution, especially specifically here in San Diego, where there is a gentleman, you know, that is sharing the knowledge that he has, you know, two younger generations. And it's like, let's start having these conversations now. And with that being said, my question to you is, what is the vision that you guys have, you know, for the organization long term? Like, what, what, what are you guys trying to achieve long term? I think long term. It's the question is, how many people do we want to impact per year? Right. I think a good target for this tour for the 2021 year, we want to impact a thousand people, whether that's football camp, life skills academy, uh, turkey drive, whatever it is. I think that's where we're going to gauge our our impact on our, our long term vision is on how many people we impact per year. The money will be raised. The events will be run. But how many lives are we going to get to change? So. I'm excited for 2021 um, to get rolling. You know, I think, you know, with COVID, a lot of the stuff that we would traditionally do in person has had to live online. But I think with the board members we have and just the drive of every board member, I think it'll be a good year. And I think, you know, when I look back at the end of 2021, if we can touch a thousand people and give them a first chance to do something, then it's a successful year. And, then, and, you know, we we like the coin, too. So, you know, fundraising is always going to be a huge thing. That was my next question, because you guys are considered a nonprofit now. So you guys are definitely looking for donors, too. Right. Correct. You know, correct. We if people are looking to sponsor things, um, we're always open again. You know, you can visit Jamar Taylor dot com. They'll have all the inf- We'll have all the information on there for the foundation. A little bit about Jamar as well. His football career and his family. Um but yeah, you know, we're open to any sponsors and, you know, our campaign kicks off today. So if you visit JamarTaylor.com, donate um, or visit JamarTaylor.com and click the donate tab, you can contribute to his 30th birthday. So his 30th birthday, all funds will be going to the foundation that are raised. Amen to that. And where can they find all the pages and stuff? Let's do the plugs before you get up out of here. So social medias, Twitter and Instagram, first chance you followed by an underscore. So first chance you underscore. And then um, the web, jamartaylor.com. Oh, hold up. The mic cut out for a second. So after the first chance you underscore, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> after the first chance you underscore, what was the other ones uh, on Instagram and Twitter? Instagram and Twitter, first chance you underscore. YouTube channel, Jamar Taylor's first chance you foundation. Website, jamartaylor.com. There we go. All right, man, I appreciate you taking out time in your weekend, man, and, and definitely spreading that positive message about the, uh, in the community for us. So I uh, hope you have a good rest of your day, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, I enjoy your Sunday, and uh, we'll talk soon. There we go. All Bo- right, man, stay up. Go Bolts. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah, man. That was that was that was that was a lot. Yeah, man, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, it's all positivity today, yeah. man. <laughs> As, hey, hey, if you want us to do something, hey, we already doing something. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are doing something, man. You ain't gonna dis- discredit. I didn't say that, the, man. The That's hard work that we putting in right now, man. Um, man, I don't know, dude. Should we get to the rest of the stuff that we have now, or you think I, that we good? I feel like we good. I mean, I. I don't want to jump in. I don't want to put no BS on this episode. That's how I kind of feel right now. All right, well, I had a little BS. All right, let's well, you said you had a bone to pick with me. Mm, we're gonna say that for next episode. All right. Yeah, that was well, light, that was lighthearted. But if you okay. do have a little bit of BS, go ahead and bring it out. All right, what um uh, what is your girl getting her burrito? She gets uh pollo uh pollo Right. Um uh, sour cream. Okay. Cheese. Yep. And that's it. 
Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So she left half of that shit at my house, and I polished it off the next day <laughs> after a long day of work. Was it hitting? Maybe it was because I was going. I was technically I was working so long. Technically, I was I did like a twenty four hour fast without thinking about it. Mm. And I was like, oh shit, she left that shit over here, and it was in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of pollo in that it was good. Yeah, okay, as long as you liked it, that was all that mattered. No, that's why I was wondering what was in it because yeah. it, it didn't seem like there's a whole lot going on, but it worked. No, yeah, it's basics. I don't know. I don't need the guacamole or none of that other stuff that's in there, man. I try to keep it, you know, as as basic as possible. I only eat meat what once a week or one sitting a week, and you say it's a it's a it's a healthy sitting. Yeah, Carl, <laughs> aka the basic. Bitch. Oh man, but yeah, I, I only eat it like for one meal a week, and that was you know my my cheat day, so I I had and it. You cheated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I go all. It out. was a full plate of yeah, cheat. I, I go. I go all. That out, was the man. family serving. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then you went back and took the kids' lunch. Oh, man. <laughs> now I went back for the quesadilla, but it was like two hours later. You yeah, know? all right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what song did you want to did you want to lead out with? I forgot. Oh, that, I mean, that goes uh, based on the three cheers mm. for my girl. All right, let's go ahead. The let's Notorious just... RBG. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's time for this three cheers segment. So who you want to give three cheers out to? I want to give a birthday shout out, not today, but on a drop day. So if people listen to this on a Tuesday, my girl Tina, it's her birthday. I've been doing a birthday shout out. I'll let you do the deep stuff. I'm I'm just doing birthday shout outs, you know. Uh, I I don't know if she's a listener or she's like a third person listener between, you know, her man. Her man's one of our, he's in the group chat. So Mm. maybe she gets the info from him. I don't know if she listens, but if she do, you know, I love you, buddy. I just wanted to stay like current in regards to like you know what's going on right now. So Fuck I, your birthday <laughs> shout out. <laughs> nah, your birthday. Nah, your birthday shout out's cool. I wanted to give uh, three cheers out to Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, she passed away this week. Um, she was a very you know special person, you know, for all of us, uh, but specifically the women, you know, a, a, a very big woman's right advocate. I could go down a whole laundry list of, you know, achievements that she's had, but I mean, you guys can go look that up. We've been in here long enough, but you know, I definitely want to say rest in peace to her. And, and, and you had a song for RBG. Not necessarily a song. I just thought throw some biggie on. Cause that's one of her monikers is the notorious RBG. I, the, the news, when it hit me, it really, cause I mean, I've, I've said it several times because she had all those bouts with cancer. She broke some ribs and a hip or some other stuff. And she, man, I was like, yo, come on, you just got to hold on just a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know how true it is, but there was reports that her, her last wish was, hey, don't replace me until there's a new president. Mm. And I feel like she real enough to like, that's probably what she really said. Like her last, her last words. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it could get interesting depending on how this next couple months goes. Oh yeah. Um, my man's hit me the other day and I forgot to say that in the beginning of this podcast, but he was like, you know, Florida's a swing state. You giving out misinformation. And I said, bro, I know that they are historically a swing state because they vote, you know, either Republican or Democrat, depending on the re- election, but they voted, Republican in the last election and they're doing Republican type shit like like in their politics so I'm calling them a Republican state not even just that they do a lot of uh, Florida man stuff for a reason so if they wanted to secede from the country I'd be okay with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so man like I was just sitting up here and I was like bro like look I'm not about to sit up here shout and out to my Florida that. people so <laughs> is this coming in decent oh. 
Turn it up a little bit. She gotta feel it. She gotta feel it. Sound like you're playing in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know what's up with this court today, man. This court is killing me. I'll find another way to end this podcast later. I want to appreciate everybody for coming out and listening. Hopefully this was a lot of information that y'all can soak in during this time. You wasn't outside episode eight. It's your man Carl. And we out. Stick to clutch Yeah, I squeeze three At your cherry M3 Bang every MC Easily Recently Niggas frontin' Ain't saying nothing So I just Speak my peace Keep my peace Cubans with the Jesus peace With my peace Packin' Askin' who want it You got it Nigga flaunt it That Brooklyn bullshit We on it Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. Uh, guess that's why they're broken, you're so pain. Biggie, 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 uh-huh. can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. Uh, guess that's why they're broken, you're so pain. Uh-huh.